I never really thought that I would sit down essentially in front of hundreds of people, maybe not right in front of my eyes, but listening to this podcast and talk about therapy. And I was having a conversation with my boyfriend's father the other day about how sometimes I find it easier to talk to essentially strangers on the internet about things I go through in life than people who actually know me. And I even still get a little bit embarrassed sometimes recording or talking to the camera in front of Ali, even though like he's my boyfriend, he knows me inside and out. And I don't know what it is, but sometimes I just feel like a little bit vulnerable when people who actually know me in real life to have these conversations with versus this little community that we've built online really does feel like a little bit of a safe space for me. And this morning, I actually had a DM from one of you guys uh, with a question about the podcast, about one of our recent episodes. And I mentioned how I love getting messages from podcast listeners because it's my favorite place to create content. It's my place where I feel like I'm 110% myself, where I can be super open and honest, my quirky self, and where I can dive a lot deeper into topics that I'm passionate about. And those topics aren't always just social media tips, social media strategy, and a big part of my business and also what I teach my students is mindset and feeling confident in yourself and overall just like looking after your mental well-being. And I often say that entrepreneurship is the best personal growth challenge that you can go through. If you start a business, you are going to grow. Oh my goodness, are you going to grow through all of those challenges but also in the way that running a business does force you to look quite closely at yourself and make sure that all of those internal clogs and wheels are oiled up and working well. So today we're going to talk about therapy, the T word, this big scary word. And what I wanted to really discuss was how therapy has actually changed the game for my business. And now I actually don't call it therapy. I refer to it as my executive coaching because number one, I think therapy has like a bad connotation to it for a lot of us. And, you know, I think especially maybe people from my generation, millennials and older, it's it's not really the cool thing to do. Whereas I feel like Gen Z is like, I, again, this might be a generalization from watching the D'Amelio show, but like it feels like every young person has a therapist and it's just, you know, like you have a PT and then you have a therapist kind of thing. It's just what's done. But for me growing up, it wasn't something that was looked upon as a good thing. And it's taken me a while to break down that belief. And for me, simply changing the word from therapy to executive coaching has a much more positive connotation. So if that slips in in this conversation, or if I stumble a bit when I say therapy, because it's such like an unnatural, still like cringy word to me. (laughs) But if that happens, that's why. Um, But yeah, let's dive into today's episode and unpack this conversation because I think it's going to be a really interesting one. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. 
This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. So the idea for this episode actually came to me when I was at the Girls in Business Conference here in Auckland a few weeks ago. This is an event that I have been going to, I think I counted up, I've been to about seven of their events. I think they've had 11 and any time I've missed one, I've had major FOMO and I've been like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and even for myself, like a little bit further along in my business journey now, sometimes, you know, they might have a presentation on social media strategy. There'll be a guest speaker talking about, you know, the four principles of marketing. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily that information that's helpful to me as where, where I am in my business journey. But the reason I continue to go is because of the panel discussions. It's because of the environment and inspiration that I get from these events as well. And everybody knows if you run a business, anywhere you can get inspiration from is a good thing. Like when you are in your own little world, when things are weighing a bit heavy on your shoulders, going to some kind of networking event, meeting other people, hearing their stories, particularly when you hear major you know, entrepreneurs that you look up to, talk about their struggles and what they've been through. It's like, wow, oh my gosh, like that, that opens my eyes. I don't feel alone anymore. I can totally do this too. Look what they've been through and look where they are now. So if you are on the fence about going to an event like this, some sort of conference networking event, I 110% recommend it. I think it's so good for you and your business. Even if the ticket's like a couple of hundred dollars, do it. You will not regret it. A little bit of a side tangent then. <laughs> but coming back to today's topic, one of the speakers at the event talked about the uh, concept of, of putting your own mask on first. And the person speaking was the CEO of Mighty Ape, which is a pretty big e-commerce kind of website here in New Zealand. You can buy so much stuff on it. I have been shopping on Mighty Ape many times in my life. You can get like board games, like gardening supplies, like anything you can think of they sell on this website. It's fantastic. Now, I can't remember the exact question they asked her, but it was something along the lines of like, what is most important to get to where you are, like the CEO of a massive company here in New Zealand or what was most important, what was something you'd focus on or what was the advice to your past self, something along those lines. And the number one thing that she said without hesitation was working on her own mental well-being. And that was where she kind of mentioned the phrase of put your own mask on first. The classic analogy or metaphor we all use quite often with, uh, you know, a plane. If there's an emergency and your airbags drop, put your own mask on first before helping others so that you are safe, that you are getting your supply of oxygen before helping others or else you're not going to be able to help others. And it's this beautiful metaphor for, I think, everything in life, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, look after yourself first, fill up your own cup. And that will overflow into the people around you. And hearing somebody in such a senior position, so established in their career, talk about this 
really made me think a little bit more about what I've been through in the last couple of years or even since starting my business and starting my side hustle and how much I have changed as a person. And I wanted to talk about therapy and the role that that has played in it. And for me, I started going to therapy. This is also like such a great time to film this because it's like my uh, film this. I still think I'm on YouTube. Record this podcast episode (laughs) because it's been just over a year since I started going to therapy. So like my one year therapy anniversary, which I kind of love and I'm like super proud of. And I wanted to unpack a little bit more of why I started going to therapy and the impact and why I've continued to go. Let's hit pause on today's podcast episode for just a second because I have some very exciting news to share with you guys. As you probably know by now, Black Friday is approaching and I have put together a whole week of special Black Friday deals. These are some incredible discounts and bundles and offers and some things that I have never offered before. My Black Friday promotions are going to start on the 20th of November. And this is New Zealand time, so that might actually be Sunday the 19th of November for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere. But to give you a preview of what's to come, I'm going to have five incredible deals that are going to be available for 24 hours only. So these are short availability because the deals are so good I I cannot let that checkout run so for 24 hours only you're going to get access to a new discount or deal every single day of the week from Monday through to Friday so kicking things off on Monday I'm going to have 50% off my template bundle for that 24 hours only then we're going to have a discount off my book guys my book is going to be on sale for six US dollars. I'm literally not making any money off this. <laughs> this is all for you guys. Then on day three on Wednesday, I'm launching a new product. And again, we're coming through with a pretty cool price. I'm launching what I'm calling the Masterclass Vault, and this is only going to be $1. One US dollar, and you're going to get a whole host of five of my most popular classes. These have been pulled from my paid program. So you're going to get something from the Dishing Up Digital School, something from Get the Gram, something from Gram Camp on a whole host of topics that are really going to help you build your online business. Day four, I have a very special private coaching bundle, which is going to include a huge discount and savings. So if you have thought about signing up for private coaching, wait around for Thursday. And then Friday is something very special. Friday is a big bundle, which I don't think I'm going to reveal just yet but it's exciting. Trust me when I say that. And it's something that I've never offered before and most likely never will offer again. A little bit of a hint. If you're interested in my book, in private coaching, in the Dishing Up Digital School, you want to stay tuned for Friday. So I'm going to be announcing all of these and putting up reminders over on my Instagram. So if you're not already, go down to the show notes, click over on Instagram, follow me there, turn on post notifications. I'm going to have countdowns on Instagram stories for every deal. There's going to be links all over there. So pay attention, get involved. Black Friday week, it's going to be epic and I'm all here for it. And I hope you guys are all going to find a special deal that works for you, your budget. I've tried to make a range of budgets, but I've also tried to put a whole bunch of different offers on the table to suit everyone, whatever stage of business you're at. With that all out of the way though, let's get back to today's episode. And for me, I'll be 100% honest. When I went last year to this first session, I, I tried actually, to be fair, using the help, the BetterHelp app and it just didn't really work with me. Like I 
got matched with this like very, very loud American therapist who was just like very upfront and frank with me. And it was a bit jarring. Like I'm, I'm actually quite a shy and introverted person. And I was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. And I got really put off by it because I already had all these misconceptions around what therapy was. And then I kind of pushed myself to be like, okay, no, that, that just didn't work for you, Alan. What if we found someone who could be a li little bit more in line with your beliefs and your attitudes around life and someone who's based in Wellington where you live? So that was how I found my current therapist. It was giving it a second shot, putting myself out there. And I remember going to that first session and just absolutely bawling my eyes out throughout it. And it was such a release of what I'd been sort of holding on to for a very long time. And the main reason I went to kind of explain to her, my therapist, was I honestly felt like I was broken. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I was sitting there. And again, I know so many people struggle with this. I was sitting there with this beautiful life. I had this business. At that point, I had been regularly hitting like a good couple of 20K months that was blowing my mind. Like the business was going so well at this point last year. I'd really ironed out a lot of wrinkles. <laughs> I'd dropped a few like clients that I no longer really wanted to work with and really focused on creating like a, a, a client base of people that I loved, businesses that I loved to work with. Um, I was looking after foster dogs, I think at that time, or I might've just moved house. Either way, like I was looking after dogs. I was moving into this beautiful new brand new build rental that was just absolutely stunning. If you guys have followed me on Instagram for a while, you will know the beautiful views that I used to have out of the out over the Wellington Hills, like total dream house to be living in. And the way that we ended up in that new rental was our first rental in Wellington. Our landlord kind of kicked us out, which was really unfortunate. And we found this other place because there was a dog park we used to go to all the time and we would walk through it and up on the hill, right up on the hills, because the dog park was like in this little gully, right up on the hill, we saw these houses being built and we're like, man, those look amazing. Like imagine the view out of there. Imagine living in a place like that. And then like literally six months later, those houses were finished and were being, being put on the market for the first time. And it just so happened when, to be when we were leaving our rental and we moved into those houses that I looked up at on the hill and was like, wow, imagine living there. And then I was like, that absolutely blew my mind. So I had all of these incredible things happening in life. I had the most beautiful, or I have the most beautiful relationship. Don't want to put that one in past tense. I had beautiful friends. I was really happy in Wellington as well, but we were also looking to eventually relocate to Auckland. I have my beautiful family. I have this healthy life and I was unhappy. And I was like, what kind of person, oh my God, this makes me a little bit emotional. <laughs> what kind of person has such a beautiful, privileged life and is still unhappy, who can't go to sleep at night because she has to watch Grey's Anatomy till 1am in the morning just to fall asleep, just to shut her brain off because of all the negative things cycling around there. Like what, what right did I have? That was my feeling. What right did I have to complain about my life when it was perfect? 
on the picture or on the piece of paper, if you described a good life, that was, that was my life. I had money. I had security. I had a beautiful house. I had food in my fridge. I had beautiful people around me, but something felt wrong. And that was where I came to the conclusion that I was like, I need to go to therapy because I'm clearly broken, right? There's something wrong with me. Like what is happening inside my head? I'm also a little bit of a hypochondriac. So I was like, do I have depression? Am I bipolar? Googling, self-diagnosing. Does anyone else do that at, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. in the morning? You're like, something's wrong with me. Let me see what Google can tell me. And every single time it will tell you, you either have depression or cancer. (laughs) There's no other option. Like Google is just the extremes and your mind at that kind of time of night is going to like you know, overanalyze things and go for the cancer option. But anyway, that that was how I ended up in therapy. And going to therapy was a really confronting experience for me because first of all, I had to come to terms with the idea that nothing was wrong with me. And I realized for a long time, I had built my entire life around number one, proving other people wrong, proving that I was great and that I was amazing this was like a dynamic or re- response that I had built to life ever since I was in school, like way back. I kind of traced it back to when I was a 12 year old and I went into high school and all of my friends got put in the smart class and I got put in the not smart class, which I used to refer to as the dumb class, which is totally degrading to myself and all of the other students because we were smart, amazing people. But 12 year old Alan, all she saw was this distinct line between her and her friends. And literally ever since then, my whole life has been about proving people wrong. I recorded a little reel about this, so you might have heard me talk about this before, but it was all about proving people wrong that actually I deserved to be in the smart extension class, that I was really smart. So I worked my butt off, graduated high school as runner-up ducks, essentially the second highest performing academic student in my school. And... I did also finish with the top marks in my school. So I actually surpassed after any of your exams. Anyway, see, I still do it sometimes. I'm still like, actually, I proved everyone wrong. (laughs) And then that kind of ran through all of university, that thought pattern. Then through to my relationship when that ended and starting my business even, it was about proving people wrong. It was like, let me prove all these people wrong who declined me or rejected my job application to work in marketing. And I'm going to go start my own marketing company. And in a way, this is like kind of a healthy thing to have. And again, this is something that I did learn in therapy. Like you have these attributes or things about yourself that can be super, super helpful and they can be a positive thing, but there's almost like this line in the sand. And if you go too deep into that emotion or into that feeling, it can also be your downfall. So the fact that I am super driven and motivated is a good thing. But when it becomes a bad thing is when every decision that I make and everything that I do in life is purely motivated by what other people think of me. And when I started unpacking this in therapy, I was like, whoa, my mind is blown. (laughs) My mind is blown. And there were a lot of things like that that I learned about in therapy. And for me, it was really that was the experience. It was just getting to know myself better. And also having somebody who had the experience to understand my mind. Like earlier, I talked about how I would self-diagnose and Google random things at uh, 1 a.m. in the morning. You know, do I have ADHD? (laughs) All sorts of things. And I kind of learned from a therapist around brain chemistry at night 
and how your brain chemistry actually changes at nighttime. And that is why your brain can get super, super active and defensive and why things during the day do not seem stressful. Everything is fine. Everything is chill. And then those exact same things that are on your mind in the evening suddenly seem 10 times worse. And to have somebody understand what I was going through and normalize it and just be like, hey, it's not you, it's your brain chemistry. And this is just how the human brain is built. And this is what it does at nighttime. To have someone explain things like that to me was super, super, I want to say like validating, but also just like grounding and calming for me. And again, I I went into therapy being like, am I bipolar? Do I have all these things wrong with me? And I didn't. I was just a normal human who obviously I think deep down I had this craving to deeper understand myself and my brain, but I didn't know how. And it was always panic. It was always alarms going off in my head. And at the root of that, there was also a lot of self-criticism and self-judgment. And when I started on that therapy journey, I always thought that I would do a couple of sessions and be done, like a one and done approach. I'd be like, yeah. I'm like done three, four sessions. I've done a month or two months and now I'm fixed. And again, it was that obsession with when I came into therapy, I felt like something was broken and I was looking for a solution to fix it. And one of the other groundbreaking things that I've really learned throughout this executive coaching experience has been that this is a practice, that this is something that number one, there's nothing to fix. We're all whole We're all amazing, incredible, worthy people as we are. It's not about fixing something that's broken because if I'm constantly chasing that, I'm never going to feel fulfilled in life. But it is an art of a practice. And I always compare it to meditation. They talk about a meditation practice, how it's something that when you meditate properly, you actually are meant to get distracted, right? Your mind is meant to wander. And the practice part is the art of taking where your mind goes and bringing it back to your breath, bringing it back to your center, whatever you use as like your calming anchor. When you meditate, it might be music or you might have something else. But for me, it's my breath. And when I put that perspective onto everything that is mindfulness, mental well-being and learning about myself, it was suddenly really refreshing because again, a part of me is always that kid in school and also in my business as well. You know, there's always goals. There's always something to measure yourself on. Like in school, it was grades and in the workforce, it was, you know, your KPIs and your contract with your manager in your business. It's going to be your income goals and various other things that you're working towards. Like there's something always to measure yourself against, whether you're succeeding or you're not, whether you're there or you're not. And it was a lot to let go of that. Let go what had been ingrained into my brain of how I should live and how I should act and how I should run my business and measuring my success constantly. And instead learning to release that and just live and enjoy and just stop criticizing myself so heavily with anything that went wrong. And the other thing that I learned, which I teach a lot of my students, is how as business owners, we often attach all of our self-worth to our business. So if our business underperforms one month, if something happens, if that income's just lower than normal or we lose a client or anything drastic like that, suddenly we go into a massive spiral because it's not just 
losing a client, it is a personal hit on us as a human. That's when you start finding yourself thinking, oh my God, I'm crap at my job. I don't know how to do social media. Who do I think I am? I'm never going to book another client. I'm not good enough. So you have this shame spiral whenever something goes wrong. And this was something that I was kind of identifying, but my issue was that even when things went right, I cycled into the shame spiral. So what I worked on, one of the very first things that I worked on was the number one, the self-criticism, but number two, separating my self-worth from my business and knowing that no matter what happened to my business, I was still a worthy person. I was still an incredible human and I deserved all of these amazing experiences and things in life, despite what would happen. And this is a big thing as business owners. We have a fear that it's all going to go away one day. What will happen if the business disappears? And again, it was a process of letting go of that and knowing that whatever happens, I'm okay. And it doesn't impact me as a person and my worthiness. And again, I've had this conversation after going through it myself. I've had this conversation with so many of my students because they see it time and time again. And this is really what I wanted to demonstrate in today's episode. I started going to therapy because I thought I was a broken person and someone needed to heal my brain. I needed to patch it up, put it through stitches, put a few stitches through there and be like, cool, okay, she's good to go now. What I didn't realize was how much therapy would actually, number one, change me as a person, force me to grow, force me to understand myself more, force me to, you know, grow in terms of my self-confidence, my self-worth but also the direct impact that would have on my business. How much more confident I am in business decisions now, how much more I can throw myself into things and really believe in myself, but also letting go of that fear of the what if this all disappears one day or what if I fail. It's now become a so what. And I know people listening to this, or I hope people listening to this, might be in that similar position that I was in a few years ago, where I thought therapy was this cringy thing or this bad thing, or only for people who were deeply depressed or, you know, had some kind of mental illness. And I think that's probably part of the reason why I was looking into those things online, because I was trying to justify spending money on therapy. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, surely I need to spend money on therapy if I have bipolar, but if I don't, you know, I'm just an ungrateful person who's not appreciating all the beauty in her life. Like, you know, what's wrong with you? But again, to be able to work past that and be like, okay, well, let me just give this a shot. And to be able to see the benefits of doing something like this on my business, on my personal life, on my relationships, all of these things that I didn't really expect, it is really beautiful to see. And the more that I've sort of gone through this process, the more I feel so passionately about every business owner having some kind of specialist like this to help them. And again, it's different to having a business coach because the business coach will come in and be like, okay, well, what are our goals? What are the KPIs? What's your uh, conversion rate at the moment on this landing page with this opt-in? And what's our new offer? What are we doing for Black Friday? And that is helpful. And, you know, I do have a mastermind that I'm in and, and an awesome business coach who helps me with those decisions. But sometimes you need somebody who comes in and goes, well, what are you doing to prioritize you this week? Like, what are you doing to help practice that self-love and that self-worthiness? What are you doing for your mental health? And how can you put that first? Or someone coming in and listening to you talk about your week and what you've been doing and to go, 
okay, Alan, you sound really stressed. Here's some accountability. I need you to put yourself first this week or I need you to take a break. That has been incredibly valuable for me and my business. And ever since I started this entrepreneurship journey, I have always said that mindset is the most important thing. Those of you that have done the Dishing Up Digital School, you'll know the first module is all on like limiting beliefs and mindset. Even in my course, Get the Gram, which is a slightly shorter Instagram marketing course, there's a whole lesson in there on myths and mindset. And even in that lesson, I rewatched it recently. I talk about, um, I talk about like reading my journal and some of the mantras that I had and, you know, the things that I went through that really challenged my mindset. So I already had a pretty good awareness, I'd like to say on this. And again, that was one of those reasons where I was like, Alan, you don't need therapy. Like leave that to the people that really need it. And that is a conversation I think we really need to eliminate around therapy, around those who need it, those who don't, those who are broken, those who are not. It is just about anybody who wants to grow as a person and maybe somebody who needs that accountability to put themselves first, to look after themselves. And I think going to these sessions has really cemented that belief that I've always had that mindset is so important. But for me, it's taken it a step further to it's not just mindset, it's your mental well-being. It's the way that you look at yourself. It's the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you treat yourself. And it's been really an interesting experience. And I, I don't like to be that person who just preaches like, I've been to therapy, so now we must all go and I'm on my high horse and you must go and you must go. But it's been really interesting to work with clients and students and see how they talk to themselves, how they treat themselves after going through my own therapy experience, uh, experience and having a bit more of that constructive outlook or it's almost like a... Uh, a, a different perspective like I have this peripheral perspective or I feel like sometimes they look from the outside in on situations better and I'm better at identifying like okay that person might be talking about the, them being worried about not having enough clients but what's actually underneath that conversation is it's their guard dog in their brain absolutely freaking out looking for any of piece of evidence that they can claw onto and it's actually coming from this root in their mind of not feeling good enough. So we can unpack that better. You know, I feel like I've been able to help more people from helping myself as well, which is really, really cool. And now I'm still going. And again, I would look at this situation, Ellen, two years ago, and she'd be like, bro, why are you still going to therapy? Like you're doing good. You're doing so well. But again, it's the accountability. It's the check-in. And it's the fact that I'm still learning new things about myself, about my emotions every time that I go. I probably go a little less now, probably not as much as I used to, but it's still a regular thing, like minimum once a month I'm there. And I now do them virtually because I moved to Auckland, but it was really nice for me to have that in-person connection initially, and that really helped me. So I hope this episode has also helped you. A little bit different, a little bit personal. I'm really glad I got through it all without crying because I'm an emotional human. <laughs> My default emotion is tears. <laughs> so we made it through. I'm smiling. It feels really good. I hope this was an enjoyable episode for you as well. If you have any questions or if you have any feedback, as always, my DMs are open. And with that all out of the way, I will catch you in next week's episode. Make sure you're subscribed to the Dishing Up Digital podcast. See you there. Bye, guys.